0: It's been a natural, I don't know, a, a, a joy uh, that's been building up ever since we began Mass. We began Mass, and I saw you know, how, how full the church was. I can't remember the last time um, our 1115 Mass had this many people. Uh, I, I'm just curious, how many uh, typically uh, during the past months uh, participated, attended the Beach Mass? Anybody here? Okay, so probably that crowd is coming here. But I think it says something that when a church is filled, when we gather together as, as members of, of Christ's body, we're meant to worship together as a community. So when we see uh, the pews empty, yeah, at least for me, I, I experience sort of emptiness, something's not right. But when I see us, all of us, gathered together and, and the pews filled, yeah, there's like a natural uh, fulfillment, uh, a sense of, yeah, this is the way that God desires for us to encounter Him, be in communion with Him. Am I alone in, in thinking that? Yeah, I think we all have that sense, right? It's instilled within us. You know yesterday was a great day of celebration for the church of long island one of our seminarians Louis kona was ordained to the transitional diaconate and uh, I, I think most of you know the last step before becoming a priest is to become a deacon and so uh, i was i was there celebrating the diaconate ordination mass at, at Huntington yesterday morning. And, and also in the afternoon, uh, he returned to his home parish, which is in Franklin Square, where as a deacon, as a newly uh, ordained deacon, he was able to preach, right, to, to proclaim the gospel and to preach for the first time. So I was also there for, for that Mass. Uh, and, I, and I teased deacon, Lu- deacon Louis before the Mass. I, I texted him, you know i don't have a sunday homily yet so i'm going to be listening very very closely uh, to what you have to say to to steal it you know Um, but you know what his his homily was his first homily was very good he's a very intelligent articulate young man and even though it was good it wasn't it wasn't for me at least in the sense the type of homily uh, that I would give. You know, so it's not that I'm, I'm ashamed of borrowing someone's homily or, or like an idea or a point or a story and then make it my own. But I realize, you know, this gospel, the word of God, it speaks to us personally. Right, so in the way that it spoke to Deacon Louis and, and the way that the message that God communicated to him to give to the people, it was, different. it was different for me. Today's gospel, you may have missed it, but before the miraculous healing of the man who's deaf with the speech impediment, what does Jesus do? And I quote, He took him off by himself away from the crowd. You see that the Lord desires to spend a personal, intimate moment, an encounter with us, away from the distractions of the world, away from the distractions of the crowd, because it could be quite noisy. You know, before Deacon Louis was ordained, there was something that he had to do uh, according to church law and it's the same thing that I did and, and everybody else who was ordained did as well you know, we have to make a retreat and and for uh, At least for myself, and I think most most men do this as well. I Went on a silent retreat so for a week silence spending time with God, listening to Him. So no, totally cut off from the outside world, no TV, no, no cell phone, no calls, no email, text, social media, just sitting with with God, the Word of God, the Bible, and sitting at His feet, listening to Him, Him being present in the Blessed Sacrament. Is anybody here... Uh, experience, went on a silent retreat before? You know, a few people. If you haven't, uh, highly recommend it if you, if you have that opportunity. Because what happens you know, when we cut ourselves off from the distractions of the world, um, you know, we quiet our hearts. It, it makes our ears more attuned to hearing the voice of God, what He has to say to us. So you can imagine before an important moment, uh, before ordination, yeah, we should be listening to God, what He has to say to us. But it's not only for, for deacons and priests and bishops, but we could also uh, adapt this, this same principle. So like before an important life decision, or maybe even a, a, a minor decision in your life. Do you take time to pray, to listen to God? Do you take time with the Word of God? Do you take time to listen to Him, what He has to say, speaking to us in His real presence in the Eucharist? You know, we here on the Barrier Island, uh, we're blessed to have you know, three churches that are open during the day. Uh, many churches, I don't know, after Mass in the morning, they, they lock up. I don't know why they do that. Uh, yeah, so we have the opportunity uh, whenever we're driving by, and you know, when we have our, ever have a few moments or, you know, maybe 30 minutes in an hour, to come enter into church, this holy place, and to spend quality, personal, intimate time with Him. How do we take advantage of that? The healing that Jesus performs, that's interesting. It, it's two aspects of healing, hearing and speaking, right? The man's ears and his speech. If you think about it, you know, we use, we use speech, we use our mouths to, to communicate, Right? Something goes out. But with our ears, we, we use it to, to listen and to take in. Right? Take in and go out through speech. Do we use the gift that God has given us, our ability to, to speak, communicate? to tell others, to teach others about the truths of our faith? Do we teach them about God and His kingdom? Do we proclaim the good news of Jesus, His life, death, resurrection? Do we do that well? Do we do that effectively? And when we ask ourselves this question, if there's like a lack if we if we uh, are not doing it well i think the main reason is because i think there's an issue with taking in right whether it's through our ears the word of god or you know through our eyes you know reading and studying the faith you know so if if we're not effective communicators of the faith, if we're not able to effectively defend the church and her teachings, yeah, then it might mean that we're not doing our due diligence, making a good, honest effort to learn about the faith, right? Because yeah, there's a natural connection there, right? I, I think you could see it. The, the more we're able to, to take in and learn about God, about his church, the the better we're able to communicate and tell others about the goodness of God, His love and mercy, His truth. But I think maybe someone could say, "Well, Father Leo, you see in the Gospel with this man, Jesus literally." Touch his ears and his tongue. You know, so it was easy for him to do that because he, like he was so close to God and God touched him in that personal way. But that's not the case for us. Oh, really? This is a part in the baptismal rites The priest says, or the deacon, the Lord Jesus made the deaf hear and the dumb speak. May he soon touch your ears to receive his word and your mouth to proclaim his faith to the praise and glory of God the Father. And then the priest or deacon uh, touches uh, the mouth of the, of the child or the adult in the ears. Uh, You recognize that you're familiar with that when you when you attended baptisms, right? We may have forgotten about that, but that prayer, that part of the rite, it's directly connected with today's gospel. Dear friends, Jesus, he touches us; he breaks into our lives whenever someone is baptized, and it continues today. Not only during baptism. But at this very moment, this Mass, every Mass, we hear His Word, the Word of God, in the readings. And in the liturgy of the Eucharist, when we receive Holy Communion, He touches our tongue. His body touches our body. So let's give God permission today at this Mass to touch us, to open our ears and our mouths so that we can proclaim His faith to the praise and glory of God the Father.